Section 18 of The Sikh Religion This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read for you by Chiquito Crasto. The Sikh Religion, Its Gurus, Sacred Writings and Authors by Max Arthur McAuliffe. Volume 1. Chapter 8. Mardana had by this time had enough of travel, hardship, and hunger, and thus addressed his master. Blessings on thy devotion and thy deeds. Thou art a holy man who hast abandoned the world, who neither eatest nor drinkest, and who never enterest a village. How can I remain with thee? The Guru asked him on what conditions he would change his mind and continue to accompany him. He replied, I will remain with thee if thou satisfy my hunger in the same way as thou satisfiest thine own, and if thou also promise not to take notice of anything I do. The Guru agreed to these conditions and told him he should be happy in this world and the next. Mardana then fell at his feet. It would appear, however, that Mardana soon represented to the Guru the duty and propriety of returning home and seeing his parents after twelve years wandering. The Guru adopted his suggestion, and they both directed their step towards Talwandi. They halted in the forest some three miles from the village. Mardana asked permission to go home and inquire if his people were dead or alive. The Guru replied, Since thou desire it, go and see thy people. Go also to my father, Kalu's house, but mention not my name. Return quickly. When Mardana reached his house, he found several persons assembled there. They all affectionately greeted him, and said he had grown like Nanak. He was a great man now, and no longer the humble person he had been before. Mardana, having seen his people, proceeded to the house of Kalu and sat down in his courtyard. The Guru's mother on seeing him arose, embraced him, and wept for joy. She asked for some account of her son Nanak. By that time a great crowd had assembled, and every one wanted to hear about him. Mardana evaded all inquiries, only telling people that he had been with Nanak. He then went away. The Guru's mother at once suspected that he must have had some object in departing so quickly, and that her son could not be far off. She again arose, and taking some clothes and sweets for Nanak, followed Mardana and overtook him. She earnestly requested him to take her to her son. Mardana made no answer, but went on his way, she following. Nanak arose on seeing his mother and respectfully saluted her. She kissed his forehead and began to weep, saying, I am a sacrifice unto thee. I am a sacrifice unto the ground thou treadest on. Seeing thy face hath made me happy. Now I desire that thou shouldst abandon thy wanderings, abide with us, and turn thine attention to commerce for thy livelihood. The Guru, who was in turn delighted to see his mother, called on Mardana to play the Rebek, while he himself sang the following. Drunkards abandon not stimulants nor fishes water. So God is pleasing beyond all others to those who are imbued with their Lord. I am a sacrifice. I would be cut in pieces, O Lord, for thy name. The Lord is a fruit-bearing tree whose name is Ambrosia. Those who have partaken of it are satisfied. I am a sacrifice unto them. Why appearest thou not unto me, O Lord, since thou abidest with all? 
how shall my thirst abate when there is a screen between the tank and me nanak is thy healer thou o lord art his capital illusion leaveth my mind when i praise and pray to thee his mother placed before nanak the new clothes and sweets she had brought for him and asked him to eat he said he required no food his mother inquired where he had eaten he again called on mardana to play an accompaniment to the following hymn to obey god's word is all sweet flavour to hear it is salt flavour to utter it with the mouth is acid flavour and to sing it is spices the love of the one god is thirty-six dishes for those on whom he looketh with favour o mother other viands afford ruinous happiness by eating them the body is pained and sin entereth the mind his mother asked him to take off the fakir's jacket he wore and put on the new becoming clothes she had brought him his reply was the following to be imbued with god is as red truth and charity as white clothing to cut away the blackness of sin is blue to meditate on god's feet is the real raiment contentment is the waistband thy name o lord is wealth and youth mother other dress affordeth ruinous happiness by putting it on the body is pained and sin entereth the mind by this time his father kalu had heard of nanak's arrival and went on horseback to meet him nanak bowed to him and fell at his feet meantime kalu continued to weep for joy he asked his son to mount the horse on which he had come and go home with him nanak replied that he had no need of a horse and then sang the following to know thy way o god is as horses with saddles made of gold to pursue virtue is as quivers arrows bows spears and sword belts to be honourably distinguished is as bands and lances thy favour o god is as caste for me father other conveyance afforded ruinous happiness by mounting it the body is pained and sin entereth the mind the father again pressed the son to return with him if only for once he said he had built a new house which he should like to show him after his long absence nanak ought also to visit his wife and then if he felt so disposed he might continue his wanderings nanak replied the pleasure of the name is as mansions and palaces thy favouring glance o lord is as family for me to please thee is mine empire to say more were altogether useless nanak true is the king he decided without taking others counsel father other intercourse afforded ruinous happiness by indulging in it the body is pained and sin entereth the mind kalu again said my son tell me at what thou art offended if thou desire it i will find thee another wife the guru replied as follows he who made the world watcheth over it and appointeth his creatures to their various duties thy gifts o lord are as light to the mind and as the moon and lamps to the body thy gifts are as the moon and lamps to the body by which the pain of darkness is dispelled the bridal procession of attributes which accompany the bridegroom who hath chosen his bride appeareth beautiful the marriage hath been performed with splendour 
to the accompaniment of the five musical instruments. I am a sacrifice to my unchanging companions and friends. I have exchanged hearts with those to whom my body is attached. Why should I forget those friends with whom I have exchanged hearts? Let those whose sight giveth pleasure be clasped to the heart. All merits and not one demerit is theirs forever and ever. If one have a casket of virtues, let him extract odour from it. If our friends possess virtues, let us go and become partners with them. Let us form a partnership with virtue and abandon vice. Let us wear silk, go in state, and take possession of our arena. Wherever we go, let us sit down, speak civilly, and skim and drink nectar. If one have a casket of virtues, let him extract odour therefrom. It is God himself who acteth, to whom should we complain? No one else acteth. Go and complain to him if he forget. If he forgot, go and complain to him. But why should the Creator himself forget? He heareth, seeth, giveth his gifts without asking or praying for. The giver, the arranger of the world, giveth his gifts, Nanak, and true is he. When he himself acteth, to whom should we complain? No one else acteth. Nanak continued to address Kalu. Father, dear, it is God who arrangeth marriages. He maketh no mistake, and those whom he hath once joined, he joineth for ever. By these words the Guru perhaps meant to establish monogamy. The Guru's mother then interposed and asked her son to stand up and go with them and cease his nonsense. He would obtain wealth by attending to his worldly duties. The Guru replied with the following hymn. In the end of the night call upon the name of the Lord, and tents, umbrellas, pavilions, and carriages shall appear ready for your celestial journey. They are ever obtained by those who meditate on thy name, O Lord. Father, I am without good works and false. I have not meditated on thy name. My mind is blind, led astray by superstition. The pleasures I have had have blossomed into pain by primal destiny, O Mother. The pleasure was little, the pain great. In much pain have I passed my life. What separation is there from those who have separated from God? And what meeting is there with those who have met Him? Praise that Lord who made and beholdeth this play. By good destiny men meet God, and enjoy pleasures even in this life. By evil destiny they who meet separate, O Nanak, but even so they meet again by God's favour. Kalu, finding his arguments vain, appealed to his son on the score of his health and safety, and pointed out how regardless of them he had been. The following was the Guru's reply. I have no anxiety regarding death, and I have no desire for life. Thou, O God, art the cherisher of all living things. Our breathings are taken into account. Thou dwellest in the holy, as it pleaseth thee, so thou decidest. O my soul, by uttering God's name, the heart is satisfied. Under the Guru's instruction, divine knowledge is obtained, and the burning of the heart extinguished. The Guru again addressed his parents, Father, dear, mother, dear, I have returned home. I have been until now a hermit. Obey God's order, and let me again depart. His mother replied, My son, 
how shall i console myself seeing that thou hast only now returned after an absence of twelve years then the guru urged mother agree to what i say consolation shall come to thee she then became silent thinking it was useless to make further remonstrance end of section eighteen read for you by chiquito crasto birmingham alabama